0: Hi everyone, my name is Alan Schwartz and I'm an elder here at Impact Christian Church of Victorville and I'm going to be talking about um, something that's very huge in the church today and around us is stress and stress levels. So let's open our Bibles to Philippians 4, 6 through 13. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him. Who gives me strength. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. We just come before you this morning. And just Lord. There's so much stress. In our life. In our situations. Father God. And how we handle stress. Would you just give us peace. Comfort. Direction. Wisdom. Guidance. Counsel. And as verse 13 says. Would you give us strength. Lord. And peace. Lord. We love you. And may. This speak at all of our hearts, Father God. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of us are stressed and have been saying, I can't do this on my own? The thing is, we don't need to, nor can we. And tell the person next to you, even you who are watching at home, stop trying to do things by yourself. Let go and let God. If you're writing notes at home, I want you to write this down. We're stressed because we are mess. Creators, God is the perfect creator. And what I mean by that is so many times we make our own mess. We try to do things on our own and we wonder why they become a disaster. We wonder why we're more stressed because we didn't pray first. We didn't give it to God first. We didn't ask him what he wants in our life. And just to name a few stressors in my life. Being on the freeway, stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, taking three hours to get home when it should take one. Having to be somewhere on time with two children. Fifty different cups, fifty sets of clothing, fifty different things to eat and drink. And then them having to use the restroom right before we have to go. Or this one, I think you guys can all agree on. Waiting in line for someone that is new at their job and have no clue at what they're doing. It makes us stressed and angry and frustrating. Something that I found so intriguing was that personal stress is at all time highs. Forty four percent of Americans are actually suffering from moderate to high stress levels. Moderate to high. Forty four percent. That's almost one in two people. How many of you by a show of hands even at home? I may not see you, but you see yourself feel more stressed than ever. It seems as though you need 72 hours in a 24-hour period to get everything that you need done. Your circumstances around you are telling you to give up. You feel like if one more bad event in your life takes place, you're going to erupt like a volcano. You're going to explode because of the stress levels that are taking place in your life. The events that have occurred. I believe I'm speaking to at least one person today. Next, if you're jotting down notes, don't allow your circumstances to guide the direction of your life. Allow our faith in Christ to guide our steps and direct our paths. Whatever season we are in, may we see God's greatness, His goodness, His faithfulness, Maybe we are like Elijah who struggled. He struggled with fear for most of his life as well as anxiety. And maybe we just need to quiet our hearts for a minute and open our ears to hear God's small and still small voice. So many of us become stressed, including myself, when difficult situations arise and we tend to ask the Lord, why? Lord, it's not fair. Lord, how come? Lord, what else do you want to teach me? I mean, I thought I knew so much. What else is it that you want to teach me when these sorrows and stressors and fear and anxiety overwhelm us and they keep nagging us? And may we be reminded, Lord, your will be done, not mine. May we remind ourselves we may not be able to control our situations, but what we can control are our thoughts, our stress, and our attitude because those are choices that we choose to make. Lord, strengthen us, equip us, guide us, and may we be reminded that He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. The top five stressors today that i found to be fascinating, and I thought they might be. Some would be in the top five, others not so much. But the first one is death of a spouse. Second, jail sentence. Third is death of an immediate family member, and I also put because it correlates in there, suicide of immediate family member. Stress from a job, and five is getting into debt beyond means of repayment. Obviously, there's other things that cause stress to our lives that stress us out as well. People stress us out, planning events, helping our children with homework, putting more on our plate than we can handle, working more hours than we should, taking time away from our family. Stressing does nothing but bad for us. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it makes us more likely to develop high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, and even diabetes. Stress can literally take years off your body, off your life. It makes us short-fused, and we tend to say things that are ugly and start using bad words and cursing. And a lot of times we're miserable to be around when we're stressed. And we wear it on our sleeves and we wear it on our faces. Uh, I get so many times people say, but Alan, it's hard. The Christian life is hard, but my response to that is it's difficult. But isn't anything worth fighting for difficult? For some of us, it was hard to finish midterms or finals, but we persevered. We moved forward and the end result was an A. For some of us, it was hard to stay in our marriage because our other spouse didn't want to fight for it, but we did, and now our marriage is better than ever. For some of us, we had a hard time getting here because our joints were saying no, but we said we're going to come regardless. Some of us are dealing maybe with a horrific diagnosis that's causing so much stress, yet we moved forward and God is giving us a reward for doing so. For some of us, it was hard to finish a race, but we did. There are rewards for our great effort. The number one for us Christians is the reward being in heaven after we pass away here on earth. A great reward is heaven waiting for us. And I can just envision the Lord saying, our Heavenly Father saying, like, I'm right here. You don't have to stress. You don't have to worry anymore. I'm right here, strong enough to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. We look here in verse 7. And it says in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, having peace of all understanding. Do you know when we're in a peace place of having peace of all understanding is in your notes. It is when you're in a situation when you have no logical reason to be at peace. Yet you are when life doesn't make sense, when our situations, when are caving in all around us. We lift our hands in praise anyways and say, Lord, I praise you in this storm. I choose to trust you when doctors have given us a bad diagnosis, when our finances are dwindling down to almost nothing. We don't know where we're going to get our next paycheck from. When things around the house are falling apart, it always seems to happen that so much stuff happens all at the same time. Our car is falling apart. Things around the house are taking a dump. And we have no logical reason to be at peace, yet we are. Because we have the Lord of Lords, the Kings of Kings, and the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And we can trust Him. And we choose to walk by faith, not by sight. Because if we walk by sight, everything we see is destruction. But walking by faith, we choose to trust God and His past for us. And we need to stop trying to wrap our minds around things. And allow them to consume us to the point that they make us sick, they keep us up at night, tossing and turning. They're making our stomach in pains and knots, in a deep depression and a pit of despair. Uh, some of us maybe feel like Daniel who was tossed in the lines, then, and it seems like we're getting eaten alive by our circumstances, by our situations and hand. And we And we tell the devil, though, not today, because we trust, Lord, that your ways are higher than ours. There's a Bible verse, it's Daniel 6:19 through 23, that talks about this. And it says, at the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lion's? Can you fathom and even imagine being Daniel for like one second? He's surrounded by lions that are just going to devour him and eat him alive. But Daniel obeyed the Lord anyways. And for his faith, God shut the mouths of lions. He escaped with not one mark on him. And for some of us, God is waiting for you to follow him. And he's testing you and he's tried everything in his power to wake you up. So you will obey him and listen to his commands once and for all. And then maybe then, once you surrender your life to him, he will release the lion's mouth. Like he did with Daniel and set you free, maybe from your stress. Or whatever other circumstance or giant that you're facing for others, we may not see. That come to surface, we may not be set free from our problems because God is using your circumstances to develop your character, to shape you, to build you, to mold you more into the image of God or even help bring others towards Jesus Christ. If you're a believer in Christ, there's great news. This shall too pass and all of heaven is waiting for us. But if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, not only will you continue to be surrounded and devoured by lions for the rest of your lives, but you cannot... Beat stress on your own. You can't worry. God, you can't take it away yourself. Only God could take it away by the strength that he gives you each and every day. As it says in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because we try so many times to take on giants our own. And we screw up every single time when we don't do it with Christ. In verse six, right off the bat. If we go back one verse, it says the Lord just slaps us in the face, right? With a very hard demand, but a reality statement. He says, do not be anxious about anything. So does it say you should worry or be anxious about anything 99% of the time? No. Does it say worry or stress when you can't make your house payment? These are hard things. How about you can't worry or stress when you may no longer be able to do what you once used to? Physically. No, and that's because in your notes, if you're writing at home, God does the heavy lifting and we're to follow Him, willing and ready for any ride that He takes us on. Now, stress and worry, it's not natural, it's something that we developed, it's something that we've learned, it's something that we have decided to do. It's something that we've picked up. We weren't born and meant to stress. It's not good for the body. For some of us, you should call us Dr. Stress because we are stress professionals. But God tells us, hey, look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds. For they don't worry about what they're going to drink or what they're going to eat. Because God takes care of them. Aren't you more valuable than they? As you are my children, I'm going to take care of you. As I'm going to read over that passage, Matthew 6:25 through 27, it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not soap or reap or stay away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? One of my favorite parts here is, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Again, if, if God takes care of the birds in the sky, he's going to take care of us. The birds aren't worried about what they're going to eat or what they're going to drink. Yet we are. And our bodies weren't designed to stress and worry. It's unhealthy, unhelpful and unnecessary. In fact, worry and stress can't change anything for the better. In fact, what it does, it changes everything for the worst. It can't change the past. It can't change the present and it can't control your future. It just messes up everything. So next in your notes, stress is useless. And it makes you miserable and everyone around you miserable. Man, my wife knows when I'm having a stressful day. <laughs> she knows when I'm upset, when I'm angry, because I'm not enjoyable to be around. I am short tempered. I'm not very nice and friendly and I'm very easily bothered. A verse that helps me, though, when I'm stressed, I believe it will help you as well Is first Peter five, seven. It says cost all your anxiety on him anxiety also can mean worry because he cares for you we are not supposed to carry that burden because jesus carries our burdens for us next year notes we are to give god your stress your worries because he's our caring father he's like hey give me it if i'm strong enough to carry the weight of the sin of your sin on the cross give me your burdens give me your problems ask ask what i need what you need and i'll take care of you in my timing but i'll take care of you regardless of the junk you're going through next is psalm 55:22 it says cast your cares on the lord and he will sustain you he will never let the righteous be shaken Sometimes our pride gets in the way of our faith and in our walk with Jesus Christ because so many times we don't ask Him. So many times we think we got this battle and we don't cast our cares onto the Lord. But when we do, He says He'll take care of us, He'll sustain us. Next in our notes, Jesus carried our sins and He also carries our burdens. We don't have to worry, we don't have to stress. Because God takes care of the rest. In verse 6, if we go back one, it says, But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So again, online, if you're jotting down notes, I believe this is so powerful. Let's start to pray more than we worry. If we do that, I'm certain we would see a change in our stress. Pray when you start to worry. Pray over that stress. Talk to God about everything and anything. Before you make a decision about anything, talk to Jesus and see if that's the decision that He wants for your life. God is our Father. He knows our exact needs. He knows our desires. He says He knows the desires of our hearts. And I actually have a short, relatable story I want to share with you about this. So I was born and raised in Chino, California, and we had an ice cream man and we have one now in Apple Valley. And I was so happy as a kid growing up, having an ice cream man come to our street. And I would ask my parents, "Um, can I please have some money (laughs) so I can get an ice cream, maybe two or three. The prices were a lot cheaper then. you can get three ice creams for like $3, $4 compared to one. Now, I didn't worry, though. I didn't worry for how my parents were going to get the money because, guys, it wasn't my job to do so. It was my parents. If my parents said, hey, we can't afford that, we can't get you that, then they would have told me. But I just simply asked. And in the same way, it isn't our job to figure out how God is going to take care of us. It is our job simply to ask our Heavenly Father for help. And to trust him and to trust his plan for our lives and to help us with the stress and to help us with the anxiety, the worry, the fear, the depression and everything we're doing to ask God to help us get by it and for strength to do so. Because, guys, if Jesus died on the cross for our sins, don't you think he will help us also with our stress levels, with us worrying those hard to work alongside co-workers that cause us so much stress? Don't you think he loves you enough in all aspects of your life to take care of you during everything? And no matter how good things are in life, have you noticed there's always something we must work on? And on the same hand, no matter how bad things are going in our life, there's also always at least something we're blessed And blessings that we have in our life that we should thank the Lord for. Let's go to verse 7 again. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What this is saying is Jesus gives his peace. And this isn't the peace that the world can get. Only the peace from the Holy Spirit. So next in your notes, it's kind of a long-winded one. It says a heart or mind that is unguarded will wallow in fear, anxiety and stress, having attempted to carry the burden of the Lord. On the other hand, we will be at peace when we trust in God and cast our cares onto him. When we are settled on his grace, his forgiveness, his goodness, his willingness, his ability to save us. And help us like a child with a good father. We only need to be with him to be secure, to be grounded, to be rooted. Let's look at verses 8 and 9. It goes, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. You understand, we must focus our eyes of our heart on Christ throughout scripture. We are directed to take control of our thoughts, our imaginations. We're told to take every thought captive to the Lord To let the mind of Christ dwell in us richly and not allow the thoughts of our heart to control us. We're to think positive thoughts. We're to remind ourselves how God is so good to us, even when we're not good to Christ. Because when stress, anxiety, fear overtake us, may we flood our minds with these positive thoughts and focus on Jesus and everything he's done for us. But more often than not, we see ourselves doing the opposite. We allow the stress, the fear, the anxiety to weigh us down and put us in a huge depression. I see it so much and it needs to change. We're to practice better habits by praying more, reading more, listening to more Christian music and stop thinking about how bad our situations are when they could be so much worse. But we must focus on how much God loves us and wants to see a change in us and our circumstances. And maybe God wants to use your mess for a powerful message. Maybe he's working on your testimony to help others who are fighting depression, suicidal thoughts, stress, worry, fear, anxiety, mental health. So many of us do this, though. When a trial comes our way, we say, we got this all by ourselves. I'm good. I'm going to tackle this one on. And what happens? 99 out of 100% of the time, we screw up and we fail miserably. Let's look at the last verses. Four of them, 10 through 13 says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned. But I'm in need for I've learned to be content." Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Some of us here today have suffered tremendous loss. I can contend to that. I've lost several people in my life. And also what I mean by this is also loss of a job. House. Family members, as I just named, that you're extremely close to. Loss of good health. A house, car, or something else. Maybe some of you here today, you went from being middle class to even a little above middle class to now lower middle class and almost Poor. Maybe you had a great career, a great job that was really on the upswing of things and you were really set financially. But recently you just got taken a hit and you have no clue where your next paycheck is going to come from. Are we able when those things arise and those situations are tough? Are we able to say that God, it's all God and that God is great all the time? And not are we just able to say those words and utter those words? Are we able to actually live them out? and believe it, and be joyful, and not have to stress about these circumstances? Are we able to utter those great impactful words when we hit rock bottom that Job says, naked I come from my mother's womb, naked I will depart? As Job, as we know most of the story of Job, is he loses everything he has, everything that was important to him, but the thing that he didn't lose was his faith. In fact, he gained strength even more in his faith and his walk with Jesus Christ. As he lost everything, yet those were his last words that he uttered to Jesus Christ. The Christians of the church during this time in these passages in the Roman city of Philippi cared for Paul deeply. He also uh, demonstrated his love for them in this letter. This was a letter from Paul, and it says the renewed concern they showed for Paul was sending Ephratus to care for Paul while he's in prison at this point in time. He knew they cared for him, but the people cared for him. They went above and beyond with this action. The conversations of the Apostle Paul in verse 10 gives way to something great in verses 11 to 13. Often quoted, but rarely seen in the context of these verses, Paul expresses his confidence in the Lord, whatever his circumstances In spite of his circumstances, because again, remember here as Paul's writing this letter, he is in prison writing this, which is amazing. He's writing the word of God while he's in prison, but he has learned to be content no matter his circumstances, whatever, having plenty or in need, because he's witnessed both having plenty and also being in need. Paul has learned the secret, though, of contentment. And this secret wasn't some kind of inner strength of Paul being such a strengthful man or strong man. No, the secret wasn't Paul. The secret it was revealed in verse 13. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus when it says I can do this through him who gives me strength. Jesus tells us in John 15, he was the vine while we're the branches on that vine. And without him, we can't do anything. Paul knew this too and experienced this firsthand. He wasn't just saying these words and preaching what we should do. He was witnessing what it was to be in need and also having plenty. Now, what you need to overcome adversity or trials of any kind in your life is strength. And that strength is only from Jesus Christ himself. And Apostle Paul grew to know this and he learned it. Scripture challenged us to know it too. And I'm still a work in progress, and I'm sure you are as well. So I want to end by asking you a question. Do you pass the stress test? Or is there still much more work needed to be done in your life? You know, it's easy to be stressed when hardships come our way. But it is very hard and challenging to count it all joy. To count all our problems all joy and give it to God. But God has never left us and he never forsakes us, even at times when it seems like he's nowhere around us. With that being said, I hope you guys know how much Jesus loves you and that stress is not good. And in fact, when I thought about this right now is stress. Actually, when we stress and when we worry, we go the opposite of our Christian walk. What we're doing is we're not trusting God that he's going to take care of us when we stress and when we worry and when we're depressed and down in the dumps. In fact, we're doing the complete opposite by worrying. We're not trusting that God has a purpose and plan for our life to work it out for our good. As Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I pray you utter those words. Till the day that stress hasn't consumed your life and worry isn't as big as it once used to be so let's bow our heads close our eyes and pray lord thank you for this day i thank you for this message i thank you for you slapping me across the face too father god as i prep for this sermon lord and you speaking to my heart lord i pray that you work in my life with stress father god I pray that you work when we're worried, when all these hard circumstances come our way, because life is so challenging. It is so hard. But I pray that we release it and we give it to you, Father God, and that we fully surrender and we fully trust you in all circumstances of our lives. Oh, Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you for taking the the burdens of our lives and putting them on your back, Lord, 2000 years ago. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, There will be prayer counselors' names on the screen. If you need prayer of any kind, don't hesitate to call us. We're here for you. We love you, and God bless you abundantly.